Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on Friday, May 22nd, 2020. My name is Jackie Balestra, and I'm sitting in as host this morning for a vacationing Joe Terry. Thank you so much for tuning in. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and I can't imagine a better place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. You can find out more about us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show or visit our website at www.thesouthbayshow.com. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. And joining me this morning is President and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce and producer of the Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, Kelly Stroman. Hi, Kelly. How are you this morning? Good morning and happy Friday, Jackie. It is a happy Friday, isn't it? It's getting happier by, by <laughs> every week. It gets a little happier. <laughs> isn't I, I know. I think the first month, maybe, I don't. Uh, I, I used to say happy housebound Friday. I think mm-hmm. fewer and fewer people are housebound these days, and uh, there are more smiles. There's, you know, there's also a lot more stress, and things are getting deeper and real, but there's a lot of positive um, wonderful things happening that are moving in a nice direction towards, you know, what will be a slow recovery. We have to be honest and realistic here. Um, but I think uh, things are really moving in the right direction. We've had a lot of movement this week. Oh, my goodness. We have, and you're going to tell us about it. You're going you're gonna to lay it out for us because it's not, you know, <laughs> black and white, right? It's not. It's not black and white, you know. And, and uh, overall, it's called what the roadmap to recovery, you know, uh, in the state and in the county. And um, the the roadmap was busy this week in Manhattan Beach. Uh, the the week started off with a council meeting on Tuesday, discussing the possibility of trying to give. Um, some relief in opening procedures to uh, the the retail in Manhattan Beach. And there was a rally in Manhattan Beach. There was all sorts of protests. There was um, some restaurant activity. The public health department made a visit to us. We've had a lot going on. But um, what is for sure and what's definite and what has been accomplished uh, by so many different um, groups and entities and parties uh, is, number one, the bike path opened up um, yesterday. In Yay! Manhattan Beach, so you can now... Hey! <laughs> I know. Hey! We need <laughs> we need some serious sound effects this morning. Um, thank you for doing that. Oh my gosh! So let's just let's just visualize this. You know, it's not just the beach open. It's not just the walking strand open. You know, it's like the sandwich. Now the inside has been, you know, the bike path which sits between those two is now open. You can ride your bike. 
on the bike path. You can rollerblade or whatever, you know, on the bike path. So we now have a continuous flow of, you know, outdoor activity, based, let's just say, um, in Manhattan Beach. So um, the only thing that in that kind of region that is not open is the Manhattan Beach Pier remains closed, which, of course, means the roundhouse aquarium at the end is still closed. So, so just to be clear, uh, the beach is open and technically under county order and directive, um, you must be exercising, moving, swimming, surfing on the beach. Um, uh, technically, uh, umbrellas, beach chairs, coolers, things of those nature are not allowed on the beach in Manhattan Beach. They want you moving. They do not want you congregating in, you know, in parties or large groups. Um, volleyball, as far as I know, is still not permitted on the beach. So um, we're going into a big weekend, a big celebration weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And I know uh, the police department has said they will be down there um, enforcing, uh, particularly parking and keeping everybody safe. But they will also be keeping an eyeball, eyeball out for anybody who is maybe, you know, dragging a cooler or beach chairs and what have you down to the beach. And they're going to kindly ask them to return all that equipment, you know, to their vehicle. And they're welcome to use the beach, but they need to do so with the regulations that have been sent out by the county so um, that is that the bike path is open the beach is open the walking path is open um, hopefully we'll, that will get people off Ocean Avenue which has been so congested for the last um, eight weeks um, it's, the new, it's, today, it's the new Kelly Kelly Ocean Drive is the new is the new highway one <laughs> yes oh but wait do we call it ocean now do we call it highway wind or do we call it pch okay we're not going to go there i digress but yeah. you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yes <laughs> do, yes yes and yes um and i'm sure there's other names for it too right now um okay and so those are all po very positive good news um get outside and exercise folks whether however you like to do it um, the other big news on the recreation outdoor front is uh, tennis courts reopened today. And that's a big deal. Uh, there's been a lot of people who love their tennis. You know, there's some serious tennis groups in the South Bay. Um, our tennis courts reopened today. You can make an online reservation also, which is huge news, because before you had to call in or walk up to the little office at Live Oak Park, you can go online to the Manhattan Beach uh, Parks and Rec page and make an online reservation to play tennis in Manhattan Beach. Um, all of these activities. And it really goes without saying, but I'm still shocked to see the amount of people that kind of aren't, you know, exercising caution. Um, you know, everybody needs a social distance. Everybody needs to wear a mask whenever and however possible. Um, you know, be cognizant of the people around you. Don't huddle in groups. Um, I don't have all the tennis rules in front of me, uh, but I believe it is only um, singles tennis. I don't think doubles tennis is allowed. Um, I don't know where they landed as far as bringing your own balls and actually putting your like initials on your ball so you're not like leaving a ball behind that could be possibly contaminated, you know. So um, take your own balls, use your own balls, and take your balls home. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing tennis. Uh, um, and, and, and initial your balls, apparently. So, oh, my gosh. Um, such, such a fun world that we're living in. We could have so much fun with this conversation, but we, we, will, we will carry on um, to the next big piece of news, which was um, yesterday morning our city council voted unanimously to remove the curbside-only restriction for retail businesses in Manhattan. Um, there are very careful, you know, wordings in there, but um, Governor Newsom did declare retail open um, a few weeks ago. I think it was on May 8th. They could um, open, but with the curbside only restriction. So our city council, after a lot of, you know, conversation and research and deliberation, uh, being very careful, um, speaking with all the different groups and residents, has removed that restriction in Manhattan Beach. So there are um, some retailers um, that were 
uh, open for sales yesterday, and people can, you know, were going in to maybe try on something or, you know, touch and pick up that hat versus pointing at it through the window. Um, we all have to be very careful. Um, and I know all the retailers who are looking to be active this weekend are really um, cracking down on the safety protocols. Um, they have, you know, they have the, the bubbles and the stickers on their on their floor to stay six feet apart. There's hand sanitizers er- everywhere. Um, you, you know, you will not be seeing any testers or anything anywhere. Um, you know, employees will be in masks. I know they're encouraging all. Customers, if you want to enter into a business, uh, to please wear a mask, just like you are required to do so at a grocery store or any other essential business that has been open. Um, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging, you know, no mask, no service, um, because we all need to be in this together. And, it's, you know, it's not just residents that um, are happy that are going to be, you know, going back into these businesses. But, um, you know, we are a town that attracts many people from all over Los Angeles and, and, and normally visitors. So um, everybody, we're all in this together, truly. That, you know, that's been the tagline of 2020, right? You know, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. we are. And people really need to be careful. Please, please, please be careful. And, you know, if you have any type of symptom at all, do not go out in public anywhere. You know, do not. And please just be very careful. So it's, it's one small step, I know, as a result of the uh, – I'm not sure it's as a result, but simultaneous to the action of the Manhattan Beach City Council yesterday, Supervisor Janet Plum wrote a letter to our Governor Gavin Newsom asking him uh, for similar uh, lifting of – um, restrictions, you know, in the entire county for, for retail so and for small business. There's, just, there's a lot of inequity between, you know, some of the big box stores that have been allowed to be remain open because they have a grocery, they have an essential element. They have grocery or pharmacy or whatever. Um, you know, this is, um, it's not about leveling the playing field. It is truly about you know, the economy and they, these small businesses and whether they're a, a little mom and pop or whether they're, you know, 20, 30, 50 employees, that's all small. And they are absolutely in dire straits and um, they can't go on another month and survive. We, you know, that we will see several businesses closing and empty and never returning and we will have a massive amount of vacancies all throughout the town so um and it's beyond that it's also their personal livelihood often it's a matter of feeding themselves their families whatever keeping you know the bills going so it is much deeper than people i think a lot of people realize and this is one very positive step in um you know on the road to the recovery it's it's a big one it is those are all big you're right it's been very very busy this week uh um, I'm, I'm hoping that John, Janice Hanna has already heard back from the governor. But I got I to gotta tell you, with everything happening, and, and, you know, we concern ourselves, Kelly, with our little bubble of the South Bay. You know, we, uh, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's where our focus is. But all over the country, the same thing is happening. Um, you know, people are stepping up against, you know, county orders and, and saying this is, this is enough is enough. We did what we had to do. We flattened the curve. You know, let's get on with life. And I, I really, you know, the last alert I received uh, last week was we're going to try and reopen by July 4th. July 4th is still six weeks away, all right? Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of people just won't be able to hang on that long. So I am making a prediction. If I may make a prediction, I'm thinking that in the next week to 10 days, everything's going to be blown wide open. I think I think everything's going to because once people see that, you know, people are shopping in Manhattan Beach, <clears throat> Commerce is going to say, well, we should do this too, and El Segundo is going to say, we should do this too, and it's just going to be a ripple effect. I, I really I really believe that is, that's going to happen a lot sooner than uh, we previously expected. I really do. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I believe so. I know the other cities are already talking and working on things. Um, our, our city manager and council, you know, graciously spoke with our neighboring cities, um, letting them know that this was, you know, being considered because we like to be uh-huh. good neighbors, also good city, city neighbors. So I know um, several other. Um, 
cities in the South Bay are working on it. Um, I spoke with several other cities uh, kind of doing research last week. Um, some are and some aren't. Some really feel um, that they need to stay with the county's orders. It, it, and, and by the way, just because um, this is happening in Manhattan Beach as of yesterday morning doesn't mean all businesses have to open will open or feel comfortable opening. I, ha I have the gamut of phone calls in my office yesterday and really over the last, you know, couple of weeks, but um, some stores aren't ready to. Some stores have honestly have turned their stores like almost into warehouses doing online sales in the last couple um, of months, and so they have to reboot. Mm -hmm. um, in some cases, employees are not, are really voicing that they're not ready, they're not comfortable yet. And it's very important that, you know, the business owner really listens to their employees also. Um, and, of course, you know, put all the safety protocol um, down in place and adhere to it. Stick to it. Don't just say you're doing it and you're opening up properly. That's got to be every couple hours. You know, you've got to monitor. You've got to keep on top of it. And I, I have, you know, counseled any of the, anybody who's called the chamber, and I'm like, if you open – if you, if you and your employees, you choose to open, you're ready, and you're doing all the right things, and you don't feel comfortable, or you have a customer in your store that, is, that you feel, you know, I mean, or you want to have people wearing masks, then ask them to wear masks. Don't let them in the store. That is your right. And if you feel uncomfortable or your employees aren't feeling comfortable at any given point, close your store and reboot, regroup, you mm -hmm. know, rehab a another discussion and, and look at it because that's so important. There's, there's a lot of human emotion and behavior um, from on the spectrum here, all the way across, you know, from the economic impact to the health impact to the social, um, there's fear. There, it, it's <coughs> truly, I, I, I am seeing it all on the spectrum right now. So we all have to be sympathetic to someone's feelings and, and their viewpoint. And if we don't agree with it, that's okay, but we don't necessarily need to, um, you know, berate them or you know, sometimes we just need to keep our thoughts to ourselves too. <laughs> so anyways, um, enough of that. Um, I think our, our well, I guest guess, today guess, is going to give us a really interesting perspective. I know. I'm really looking forward to that. I just did want to mention one thing as far as businesses being ready or comfortable reopening. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people have been preparing for this moment when they can reopen. Um, several weeks ago, my dentist, who is, who is a friend of ours, um, he, mm -hmm. he was, he, we do a zoom call every week with a group of friends and he was telling us, he came in late to the zoom call and we were like, where you been? He goes, Oh, I had to go out and buy, you know, 50,000 masks and gloves. Yeah, yeah, he's been preparing for weeks to get all of this stuff in place so that when they reopen, they're ready. So any of these little stores yeah. and shops and businesses, if they weren't ready, they might now be saying, oh, shoot, we're going to open tomorrow. We need all this stuff. So, so yeah, so it's going to be phased. You know, as you said, it's going to be uh, uh, probably a trickle and then a little more and a little more, and, and eventually, eventually we'll all get back up to speed. But, yeah, everybody have patience, yeah. please. Everybody, please have patience. We're, patience we're, we're all and, together. And patience, um, uh, what I, I posted on my personal Facebook, peace, passion, and patience is my version of PPP. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's important. You, you know, I mean, we all have our own definitions, right? That's my definition, peace, passion, and patience. So um, anyway, we need, um, we, need, we need it more than ever. So, okay, so here's, you mentioned yeah, our guest. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, Go here's the health, med mental health, physical health, and economic health. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. So we've got somebody I'm really looking forward to speaking to this morning. Kelly, who's our guest? Uh, we have a wonderful guest this morning. Our guest this morning is Bill Cotter, proprietor of Manhattan Shoe Repair in downtown Manhattan Beach. Originally named Manhattan Shoe Hospital, the business was started by Bill's grandparents, John and Hilda Cotter, in 19. 34 and has been owned and operated continuously by three generations of the Cotter family. The business originally opened at 100 Center Street, now known as Manhattan Beach Boulevard, and then moved to the current location on 1010 or at 1010 Manhattan Avenue in 1940. Bill began working there in 1967 and has 53 years of experience. Over the last 86 years, they've repaired this is amazing. 559,000 
pairs of shoes and boots. Wow. <laughs> that's, that, that's 125 pairs per week for the last 86 years. Bill, his family, and the entire community is looking forward to celebrating 100 years in business in 2034. Wow, that's going to be a big party. Uh, this morning, Bill will tell us how the pandemic has affected his business, but also the rich history of the business in Manhattan Beach. Uh, he is the soul of souls in downtown Manhattan Beach. Welcome to the program, Bill. We are so glad you could join us this morning. Um, well, thank you, Kelly. Good morning, Kelly and Jackie. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, oh, thank you. Th- thank you for joining us this morning, Bill. Uh, oh, it's I'm it's very a pleasure. Uh, listen, uh, right off the top, I have to ask you, was Manhattan Shoe and Repair considered an essential business, and were you allowed to stay open during all, all this time? Well, yes, I have been open all this time. And initially when the, the first guidelines came out, they, were, they changed daily, and they were kind of murky. And one of the stipulations was you had to be a repair shop or you had to be somebody who served the essential needs of essential people. Now, we have, of course, you know, thousands and thousands of clients, and a lot of them are firefighters, the police, uh, doctors, uh-huh. lawyers, um, financial people. And, um, and so it was, in all honesty at the time, it was sort of a murky gray area. I was like sort of a second to third cousin on the outer fringe. But uh, I said, hey, you know something? I go, I'm going to open up and see what happens. And um, I had full support from everybody who walked by, came by. Uh, and, you know, I have a good relationship with the, the, the city um, uh, officials and uh, with the fire and police department. Never had one ounce of trouble, one question mark attached to it. And, uh, and that's what makes Manhattan such a wonderful town. Everybody, you know, they're not looking to, you know, turn you over. They're looking to help you out. And so, so yes, at, at first I was a little bit, ah, I hope this works, and so far it has worked out very well. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, Bill, we can't have everybody running around shoeless. That just, that just doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> well, that, well that's, I, I, that's the thing. I, Even though it's the beach, uh, most people have to have a shoe on at some point in time during the day. So uh, I was very fortunate that repair was somewhere in my title. Yes, 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 yes. And, and by the way, even flip-flops need to be repaired every so often. We've all done yeah, that, right? And, yeah, that's right. Somebody, does, somebody steps on the back of your flip-flop and the little thing comes out, and next thing you know, you need to have your flip-flops repaired. So, uh, no, no, I'm glad. Very true. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you know that. And I, so I, go ahead, go ahead, Kelly. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, I, I was speaking with Bill about two weeks ago um, about actually about the local love for Manhattan Beach Fund. Um, and uh, he, he goes, yeah, 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 I've been open the whole time, but man, there's business down. And I'm like, well, you've been open. And he's like, yeah, but people, you know, aren't exactly wearing their fancy shoes to work or fancy shoes right. out to go out to dinner and dress up. And so my business has really been impacted. And, you know, I, I'm always, um, we learn every day. And then, you know, particularly when we're doing these shows, you know, Jackie, I know all of us, including Joe, have always said every time we're just, we learn something new, but, um, you know, we don't think about that. All of a sudden, you know, no one's dressing up and going out and wearing those same shoes that would necessarily need the extra love and care or shining or fixing whatever um, that a place like Manhattan Shoe Repair does. So, uh, you know, we send out a little um, reminder to people, I think it was about a week ago, Bill, saying, hey, take this time right now to fix up all those shoes so when you are ready to right. go back to work yep. or your or your normal behavior, it's like same thing as opening your business, right? Like do it now. Get those shoes, you know, uh, repaired and shined and fluffed and uh, think about that now because um, – it's definitely, you know, it's, uh, we're all we're all off, and some days we can't even remember what day it is. So um, we got we we got to make those checklists, you know, of, of what we need to do. But Bill, what have you, you know, what is some of the behavior that you have seen? Um, and I, I after this, I, I do want to go back a little bit more into the history of the store too. But currently, you know, talk about the behavior of the customers that are coming into uh, Manhattan Shoe Repair. And I know you probably have been needing them more so at the door, but talk about how you. Um, have handled um, the customers and shoe repairs during this time? Well, um, 
we have, you know, of course, follow the mandates by the state. And so nobody comes into the store physically and, until today. We're going to change that over. So I had a uh, card table set up so they were on the outer side on the sidewalk. I was on the inner side, and we did our transactions that way. And most people, of course, they would come down and they would say, I can't believe the street. There's nothing but parking. Normally you come down here and there's no parking. And I said, well, the reason for that, of course, there's nobody open. And so uh, it was very eerie because it, it looked like a movie set that had been deserted. And uh, you had the streets and, and you had the buildings and you had the storefronts, but nobody walking, moving, or driving around. So most people who would come in quite often were, first of all, surprised that I was open. And, of course, I explained to them the reasons being a repair shop, and which we went into earlier. And... Uh, and, of course, they were very glad to see it because, you know, things, you know, your car, your house, things things go bad and shoes go bad, too. So it has not been the same crazy volume of work. Uh, the first two weeks of the pandemic, uh, business was down a good full 80 percent, you know. And, uh, and, and since then, it's kind of leveled off at about 50 percent of normal capacity, which is, you know, looking at it, as opposed to somebody who's shuttered closed, it's 100% ahead of that, but it's not sustainable for a full-time going forward. So that's why myself and all the local merchants down here are so grateful to Kelly and Jill and the city council and mayor for being so proactive and working so hard on our behalf. I mean, they went, you know, up against the wall and, and really, really bailed us all out. So we're going to be very excited to see what happens today because today's going to be the first full day of, you know, opening from hopefully most of the stores. So, uh, but most of the people who, I, who, who have been coming in to the store uh, have been furloughed, or I should say they're doing work from home. A lot of them, you know, they can do the, uh, the online Internet uh, business transactions. And like Kelly said, they don't need to get all dressed up. And they have beautiful shoes, and, of course, the ones that needed repair they have brought in but unless they wear them to get them beat up again, kind of, the well kind of runs dry a little bit. So it's been very, very um, uh, uh, difficult to keep a constant volume of work. So luckily I have like a 2,000-person email list. So I pump those out like every two weeks saying, yes, we're open, and uh, we're running some major discounted prices with prepayment. And plus, which I had at the, that point in time, over 400 pairs of shoes and boots on the shelves finished waiting to be picked up. And, of course, I had their phone number, so I called them up, said, hey, we're open, and we got the discount going, and that helped generate both those, uh, helped generate lots and lots of volume of work coming in. But still, at best, it's still far below capacity because most people are either sheltering or, or not getting all dressed up. And I had heard that the dry cleaners are having similar problems because they do a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, dry cleaning and fine things that, that aren't getting used. So they're doing a lot of bulk laundry, but not the higher end, more profitable things. So it's one of those things, everybody is being impacted and more and more as it goes along. So we're, we're very excited about the opening of Manhattan Beach. So, so that's, I can hear you know, your voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As Kelly said, you know, now is the time to get things done. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I'm looking at my car out the window. I, I haven't gassed it up in 10 weeks and, and or really driven any place, and it's just sitting there collecting dust. Yeah. You know, so, you know, all this maintenance stuff that we do in our, you know, regular day-to-day -day lives, now is the time. Get that stuff done. Get those clothes repaired. Get that, get that hem taken up. Get those shoes shines, you know. Get all this stuff because we are going to – we'll be back in real life before you know it. Yeah. So, so and, yeah, now is the time to do it. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Bill, because, I, oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, I want to also say, um, do you repair um, handbags and backpacks and other goods also? Um, and I, I mean, I, I know I've been into your store, but it's been it's just been a little while, and I haven't probably paid attention. Uh, and I don't actually use a bag very often anymore. Um, I know in the old, like a long time ago, I, br I believe I actually brought one of my really prized possession bags to you to fix. But are you still, do you repair other leather goods, too? Not a whole lot under normal conditions, because 
under the old way, I was booked up solid three to four weeks in advance just with the routine shoe repair. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. handbags and, and uh, luggage and that kind of a thing is the cousin to shoe repair, but it, quite often it takes certain parts and machinery that I don't always have. So, yes, I do a certain amount, but not a wide range. Whereas in shoes, I do the wide range of repairs. So when somebody comes in with something that I'm not able to handle, I'm always I have a referral. There's people I know who do things that they need that I don't offer. So when say you were to come in with a project that is doable but not doable by myself, I will give you the location of somebody who can do it. So that's one way I try to help out the client because I, I hate to say no. Good luck finding somebody. So I always say no. I, I either don't or can't. And here is somebody who will be able to help you out. But when things come in that are something that I can handle successfully, I'm right on it. Now, you just you said something that made me think of an idea, and you might be years ahead of me on this, but uh, you just said you have clients in normal times that bring shoes in every three or four weeks, kind of on a cycle. Yes. Um, and I would imagine – you know, like particularly businessmen and women who are wearing, you know, shoes uh, to work in, you know, fancier, you know, clothing, um, you know, they like to have them polished and repaired. Have you um, ever done a, like, subscription, uh, like a monthly or anything along those lines? Like if you have a regular customer, like, you know, you bring whatever, three pairs of shoes in once a month for X amount of dollars. Have you ever thought about that? Well, no, I haven't. Now, one reason is I work solo, and usually when I start coming off the track of pure talk to customer, fix customer shoes, give back shoes to customer, it takes away from the working time. And I send out, like I say, I mentioned earlier, I have a, a very large email list, and I send out emails every three to four weeks with major discounted prices involved. So uh, so I understand what you say, but that would build into more paperwork, which would take mm-hmm. away from my work time. Now, if I had employees and a, and a larger staff, and then, yes, that would be something very beneficial. But right now it's like, you know, people come in with sometimes between, you know, two to 20 pair of shoes at one pop, and then we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so we take it from there. Now, once again, I'm talking about prior to the pandemic. Right now it's a little bit, you know, like everything else. It's, everything has changed dramatically, but I'm referring to the, the usual times. Mm-hmm. So, but, no, sure. I, 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 I don't do that, no. Bill, Bill, we call it um, BC. Mm-hmm. We call it BC, before coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> or well, PP, pre-pandemic, you know. Yeah, yeah, pre-pandemic, yeah. Yeah, um, Jackie. Before we, get, I, I'm dying to get back, go backwards a little bit into history uh, with Bill because I know he has great insight. Um, should we do a station break? Yes, we're going to do a quick station break. Uh, 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 I'm Jackie Balestra. I'm sitting in for Joe Terry today. Um, uh, Kelly Stroman is here with me, and you're listening to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. Today we're speaking with Bill Cotter, third generation proprietor of Manhattan Shoe Repair, one of the oldest businesses in Manhattan Beach. Um, I know Joe goes into the whole thing. We come to you every Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'm not (laughs) going to do that today. I'm not going to do that today because this is much more interesting, okay? Um, uh, Bill, I would love love to hear um, about the history of Manhattan Shoe Shoe Hospital on Center Street. On Center Street, that was a bit... Of uh, trivia I picked up in the bio, Kelly. I didn't know that Manhattan Beach Boulevard mm-hmm. was originally called Center Street. So, um, I, where do you want to start, Bill? Oh, well, uh, my grandparents, uh, you know, of course, they, they went through the Great Depression, and uh, my grandfather, John, was a master electrician. And when everything fell apart back in 28 and 29, uh, they lost everything. They, they went to the bank one day, and the bank was gone, and cause the banks at the time were not uh, backed up by the federal government. So they were busted. Mm. And he, uh, being a master electrician, there was no work to be found. So he kind of, you know, at the time he, uh, he had a, a wife and a small little baby, my dad. He was uh, born in 1930, so he was a very small child. And 
he uh, was doing some work for a, um, a shoe repairman. Uh, so he had some electrical motor, motors that had gone bad, and my uh, grandfather at the time, he was rewinding them to make them work again. And the shoe man said, the shoe repairman said, he goes, well, oh, look at all these shoes. They were doing work for the federal government back when they had the uh, WPA. Uh, you know, FDR was rebuilding the, um, uh, I should say, back in 1934, they were doing, they had lots of work from the federal government for, for uh, doing projects for the right. government. Anyway, they were doing boots. And he says, and my grandfather said, uh, well, gee, that's, he goes, I would like to help you. So he got into business that way, from electrician into working for a shoe repairman. And uh, he loved it. He was good at it. He was a very clever man. And ultimately, he opened his store right above the Strand on Center Street. Now, at that time, they had the uh, the red car, the electric train, commuter train that went up and down the coast, and that was a major stop for the train was Center Street. And people would walk down in the morning, get on the train, walk up at night to come home at night, and uh, his store was thriving. But then they took him out, I think in 1938 or 9, they took those trains away, and business stopped. So they had to relocate, and my grandmother and grandfather found our present location, right here at 1010 Manhattan Avenue. And at the time, Manhattan, even though it was a beautiful town, wasn't the most desirable of towns. The other towns were doing much better, like uh, Westchester and Inglewood and Pasadena, but they were too hard to get into. Manhattan was more accessible and easier to get into. So they landed here in 1940, and um, they had no idea how clever they were. They were smart people, but they had no idea the smartest move was moving to Manhattan Beach. And so my dad started working here in, in 1944 when he was like 14. And it was the same thing, my grandfather said, uh, you know, this is during World War II, and they had tons of work, and people could not buy shoes in those days. You had to fix them. You only right. Got of, you only got like one or two pairs of shoes a year. And, uh, and so he was like crazy busy. And my dad, he says, you know, you're going to come here and help me work. And my dad came in and went at the age of 14, and he loved it also, and so he worked, well, he worked until um, well, just three years ago. And uh, he, so he worked here for like over 70 years. And uh, Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and it, it's funny, uh, me and my dad, we worked together for well over 50 years before he finally, you know, re- kind of retired and, and passed away. And, uh, and we would talk about things, and we wouldn't talk about, you know, days, weeks, or months. We would refer to a decade because, you know, we worked here, you know, for, for well, 80 years. So there's a lot of decades. And so um, he, uh, he brought me in uh, in 1967 when I was 13. It was the same thing. He was busy. And I had a – actually, I had a, a woodworking project uh, from junior high school. And he said, well, come down to the shop. I have the tools and stuff to work down there. So he brought me down here, but that was a pretext. He brought me down here. We didn't work on the project. He put me to work fixing shoes. And I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> you know, because uh, I, got, I got the ocean view. and just uh, this one full block up from the ocean, and I have a full view of the ocean. And uh, the nicest people. You know, Manhattan Beach has been so good to my family. And uh, over the course of uh, the decades, We've had families who have been coming in for two, three, and four generations. You know, the day, families who have stayed in the area, the kids, the grandkids, the kids, and so on. And so these uh, the families have been coming in well almost as long as we've been in existence. And um, I've always found Manhattan people to be the nicest, the kindest, the most generous, uh, friendliest people, you know. And uh, especially now with the pandemic going on, so many people have come in, and I've been offering a very large discount just to increase my volume of work, entice people in, and also to help out their pocketbooks because I know everybody is, is not doing their best. And so right. many times, will I, will, not only will they not take the discount, they'll give me more than the original charge, you know, just because <laughs> they say, hey, listen, we want you to stay in business. We need you here. We want you here, and we're going to do our part. So. I I've, have felt nothing but uh, the, the highest support, love, and uh, and uh, just the nicest emotions from everybody. Because everybody initially was very scared, 
and everybody, you know, looks out for the other person, especially in Manhattan Beach. I'm sure everywhere, but I'm speaking for Manhattan, the people I deal with by the several hundred every week. Wow. I love to I love the, I, I'm a history buff. I love hearing this stuff. Bill, um what other I can I can think of maybe one or two other businesses. I know Shellback has been there for a long uh-huh. time. And um, I, I don't know if I'm thinking of the Manhattan Meat or the bakery. Yes. They, they've been around. Who, what, other, what other businesses are around still from your grandfather's time? Well, that would be Urkley's Bar. They, Urkley's. They, Urkley's. Mm-hmm. Some people say Urkley's, some say Urkel's, but they've been around uh, yeah. since 1927. And, um, of course, um, uh, uh, Manhattan Bakery, they have been there um, – uh, since I think the the late 40s or middle 40s, and of course Manhattan Grocery dates back to the um, I'm sure the early 20s also. Now the one big difference, of course, is that they have been bought and sold by different people and different owners over the course of time, whereas we have been the same family and the same ownership for that period of time. But in actuality, you know, there there is the four. Um, I'm sorry, Manhattan Bakery. I should say Becker's Bakery. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But Beckers, uh, yes. yeah, and uh, so there's right down here. There's actually four of us that are very old and been around forever, and probably going to be around a whole lot longer too. So, but um, <laughs> do you? I have a question, Bill. Um, yes. Do you remember at what point parking meters were put in on Manhattan Avenue where your store is? And do you happen to remember what the first uh, meter rate was? Was it a nickel? Was it a dime? I mean, do you remember any of that from your childhood? Well, you know, I, I can't really pinpoint when they went in. It, it's, I always remember them being here. Now, that doesn't mean they were. See, I, I came in here in 1967 at the, when I was 12 years old, and I couldn't say for a fact when they physically came in. I think they were here when I came in, though, because the, but the one thing I know they were only at the time like a, a penny, a nickel, and a dime. Like a dime, would, like a dime would buy you an hour or two, and a penny would buy you like uh, like that twenty minutes. So whatever it was, it was incredibly much lower priced. But as for the, as for the meters, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm almost certain that they were here when I came in in '67. So, That's amazing. Jackie, yeah. can you imagine putting a penny into a parking meter right now? No, no, I cannot. No, I, no, I cannot. You're, you put a quarter in, you get, what, eight minutes? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's completely different. It's completely different. When did, when did they take out the red car, the, the red car line? Was that, is that what it was called? Yes, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was like 1938 or 39. Now, mm. one reason it was explained to me, the reason for that was, is that Ford Motor Corporation wanted to sell cars, and Goodyear Tires wanted to sell tires, and uh, Standard Oil wanted to sell gas, and the train didn't mm-hmm. do any of those. So they wanted yeah. to, because as I understand it, at that point in time, the South Bay, well, most of Southern California, had a very extensive commuter rail system. So you could you could get on the train here and go up to Los Angeles or Pasadena or down to um, uh, of course in Orange County there wasn't a whole lot in Orange County in those days as, as I understand but it was a very uh, a very extensive at the time very um, uh, comprehensive light what they would call light rail system now this was of course mm-hmm. long before our times but uh, they took it out uh, right before the war. And, so it'd be like 1938, 1939. Wow. Well, we're all we're all we're all regretting the fact they took those out these days, huh? Yeah. Imagine how nice it would be not not to have to you could go to the beach without having to deal with traffic or parking yeah. uh, and all of that. Yeah. No. No. Things things have most most definitely changed. Yeah. Wow. Well, once a, once wow. in a while, if you ever go to old downtown Torrance. In some of the streets, I think there's still some of the old light rail train tracks running through the streets. Now, of course, yes. over the course of time, they have, you know, repaved. When they repave, all that stuff goes away. But uh, I, I have seen that 
you know, not I won't say recently, but I have seen it in my in my time. You know, the old, the, the small like little uh, cable car kind of train tracks. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Now we're trying to get that back. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I, you know, I have seen pictures, uh, old, 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 old days of when that train was still active and that would drop off right on what was center, you know, center street right yes. up here area, yeah. and the old bathing suits and swim trunks and all the old beach fashion, Jackie. And they're, they're fabulous <laughs> pictures. Can you can you just imagine, visualize for a minute in modern day today, people riding the train? Not you know the the metro, but the train down to the beach and getting off in their modern day swimwear. It would be <laughs> what a sight that would be. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, we've all we've all seen the pictures. You know, I, I you know, I, I, Kelly, you know, I I grew up. Uh, I spent my summers at the beach back east, and and the same thing. You know, same thing. They they all had something similar to like a plunge on the waterfront or an amusement park. Um, did, did did Manhattan Beach? I know that there was, I know that there was a big hotel in Redondo, and there was one in Hermosa. Um, was there anything like that in Manhattan Beach? I don't, I don't know. I I don't I don't believe so. No, they had the. Beach. I don't think and so either. I, uh, I think there was a bathhouse, maybe like a like bathhouse, right yeah. at the base of the pier. I think there was like a bathhouse. Um, and a little bit more of a structure, I believe, for um, near the pier for like fishermen and, and like maybe like a bait type of place, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think there was ever any type of um, uh, amusement, you know, um, facilities um, down near the pier. Yeah, I, I you know, it's funny. I, <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, oh, Bill. I, I think uh, old downtown Redondo, back before they tore it out for the breakwater. That was a major hub. They just, they had some major hotels down there, and they also had a plunge, and of course tied into the uh, the sports pier. So at the time, I think Redondo was the main attraction, the downtown area down there, which no longer exists. It's, I mean that was all of, um, condos and uh, and um, breakwater and uh, and the harbor. But at one time, that was the, that was the hub and the thriving area of commerce in this area. They have what they call the train. They have down near where the um, the Edison Company was. Uh, you know the, uh, the, the, the I call it the Edison Company. Now it's a, I think it's a something power plant right there next to the uh, the King Harbor. But they, they yeah. have what they call the they have what they call the Triangle, which was a, was a, uh, I think it's a Crown Hotel there now, and that used to be a big shopping center. Way back. Yeah, wow. yeah, that was like now, old downtown Redondo. Yeah, 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 when Redondo had a downtown. Yeah, yeah, and that's when they had the old Fox Redondo Theater, one of those Art Deco theaters that was right there at the base of uh, I think it's Burl, and uh, it was right on the waterfront, and it was like one of those things. It was like it was like the Pantages, you know, when you go into the mm. Pantages, it's all gilt and glitter and beauty. And this was the same way. It had beautiful murals painted on the walls, and it was a, it was a gemstone and um back whenever they took the uh, put the harbor in they just tore that down now you could now they would party you know not let you do that but at that point in time it was a little bit different and just sort of just got knocked down and and hauled away but yeah redondo at that point in time was that was the main hub of uh, real commerce in the area right right yeah so no in that the, well in... go ahead kill no, I was just going to say, so in, it, you know, the one city that hasn't come up in this conversation is Hermosa. So we, we have, we've talked about Redondo, and we've talked about what was going on in Manhattan Beach. Bill, what was in between? Was, what, what was happening in Hermosa in those days? Was it just a pass-through? Was there not too much happening in, you know, in development? Or what, did Hermosa have anything that they were kind of known for at that time? Now, any landmarks or anything? No, no, you're referring to like back in the 30s and 40s, or more like yeah, back in the back in the old days. Yeah, yeah. or even when you were you know, young and a, and a child. Yeah, well, I think Hermosa at the time was a great deal like Manhattan. You know, they they had actually they had a like a J.C. Penney's down there, and they had a, a number of stores right there <laughs> on Man, on Manhattan Avenue, not Manhattan Hermosa Avenue and the Pier Avenue, and uh, it was just a, like a very small beach town also. But I think that at one point in time, now nothing against Hermosa, but I love Hermosa, 
but they took the turn into party town as opposed to <laughs> town. Well, they, they made the Pier Avenue into the promenade, which is primarily bars and nightclubs. And, you know, that takes you into a direction that Manhattan has never gone into. You know, Manhattan is more for families, casual living, kind of kickback, layback, and, you know, as opposed to, once again, love Hermosa, you know. And as a young man, I had fun in Hermosa. But they took a different path. <laughs> they, 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 they took a different direction on how they developed their city. Just like Huntington Beach went, you know, five and six stories high. Or they're actually made more than that, you know, with the, the with the beachfront hotels. Sure. Whereas, like, Newport and Laguna didn't do that, you know. They, they still had the mm-hmm. small, rich, beautiful little beach communities. And in my estimation... Uh, you know, once you once you tear something down, it's not coming back. And over That's the course right. of time, yeah. And over the course of time down here in Manhattan, there has been many times fraction, factions who wanted to change everything. They want to rip down everything, make it glitz and glamour and glitter. And usually, those were developers who had no love or interest in Manhattan. They just wanted to come in, do their job make their money and sell it and move on. And that would have changed the the look and the demeanor of Manhattan forever. And that's why it has always been the constant battle of people who want no change versus the people who want nothing but change. And normally, luckily for us down here, they've always kind of met in the middle, you know. And then once again, that's thanks to the, the merchants, the residents, the city councils over the course of time, because every one of them had a hand in developing and keeping the town the way it is and so many times people have come uh, you know they'll come out here from uh, the midwest or back east and they'll say we love this town this is like you know the small town where we came from but this is in california on the ocean you know because yeah. you got the, you got the small shops you got the, sort of that laid-back lifestyle and um and that is one of the major attractions and what is so nice too is down here, as Kelly party wills knows, everybody knows each other. When you walk, you see somebody, or say, hey, oh, I know that guy. Uh, yeah, I know him too. And and it, 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 being a small town, even though there's you know there's tens of thousands of people, everybody knows each other or knows knows somebody who knows who you are. So that is you know one of the the beauties of Manhattan, and one of the things that we're so fortunate that it has stayed so intact like that. Despite, despite, you know, the passage of time and, and higher prices for real estate, it, it is really a real gemstone, you know, on, on the Gold Coast down here. And uh, and, uh, and that's why it, that's why it was it's so brutal to see the, everything starting to wilt on the vine and um, uh, the very strong prospect of having things, you know, you know, just die, you know, because... You can't stay out of business for 60 and 70 and 80 and 100 days and, and expect to come back to business, you know. And so right. that's, what we're, that's what we're so, so, so fortunate that that uh, the city council and, and Kelly and, and, and Jill have worked so hard. I know the merchants down here, too, all the people who spoke, you know, on the uh, on the council meetings, you know, uh, Mike Zisilis and, uh, and everybody along that ilk, just uh, spectacular, heartfelt. I mean, I listen to all the um, uh, what do you call it the um, the city council meetings on Zoom, and there must have been let's say let's say there's 40 commentaries before, after, and during. Not one person said anything about no, 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 no. Keep it closed. Keep it closed. Keep it closed. Residents, merchants alike, open it up. Open it up. Let us go back to work. We're going to be careful. We're going to be safe. We know the protocols. The clients know the protocols, and. Trust us, we can do this, and we're going to do it. Rev- and, uh, <laughs> revolution, revolution in Manhattan Beach, uh, up oh, in arms. <laughs> we're revolting. We are, we are opening back up. I love it. Well, I love that's it. Just, that's the thing. We're Americans, and yep. we were we were born with the pioneer spirit. Now we didn't come across the ocean, and we didn't cross the prairies. Our ancestors did. Our, our grandparents did, and. They were scared. They didn't have much, but they were willing to to take the chance that for a better life. And some made it better than others. Some didn't make it at all. But uh, you just can't say oh, everybody hide. 
You know, we'll tell you, we'll tell you, when, we'll tell you when to come out. I mean, two weeks, okay. Two months, two years, no way. That's, that's, no way. That's, that's not the spirit that built this town, built this city, built this country, built this, you know, built the world. You know, I mean, come on. No, I shouldn't get political. That's I'm a sorry. bill. <laughs> yeah, That's Bill, terrible. I have a question. Your family has built an amazing legacy in Manhattan Beach. You're the third generation uh, carrying on the spirit of Manhattan you know, Hospital and then Manhattan yes. Shoe Repair. Um, who is next? You want to be, you know, you want to celebrate 100 years. You want to celebrate 125 years. Who are you <laughs> grooming? Who's your understudy? And who's going to carry on after you? Well, that's a good uh, 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 question, Kelly. Now I have three uh, three kids. I have my son Billy, who's 43, and my son Brian, who's 40, and my daughter Michelle, who's 39. Now they all started working for me and with me back when they were very young. I started them like at six and seven years old, and because I, I knew what you know they could do things. And over the course of time, I told them, you know, I put them on the commission process. I said, listen, you can come down here, you can sit all day long, we can go home at night. Or you can come down here and you can work and you'll get a piece, a commission for every job you do. So they soon discovered the value of hard work. But they never liked it like I did. They all, well, you know, you got to like what you do. And I always loved working with my dad and working with the clients and doing the shoe repair. And luckily enough, I was good at it. And uh, my kids, they were good at it, but they didn't like it. So they all went more professional careers. So ask who's going to follow me. I don't know. You see, I'm 65, and so I've got another 20-plus years to go. So I'm hoping to make it to the 100-year mark. And uh, and I got a couple of grandkids, but once again, uh, when you're a little kid and you, you come down to work with dad or granddad, it's fun. But when it comes time, you don't want to be forced into the family business. And I'll be honest, I, I'm not really looking to take in helpers or anybody because it's uh, you know uh, me and dad worked together for 50 years but i don't think i could work in the shop that's 400 square feet with anybody for any period of time and not going crazy so yeah so, so as, as, well, as for that yeah. as for that i just gotta stay healthy and uh and you know just work as much as i can as long as i can in terms of you know the when i was much younger oh gosh we were open like almost 12 hours a day and now I'm opening like from nine to five, and party is going to be lesser and lesser, you know, because there's only so much you can do when you hit a certain point in time. But uh, I, I, I still look forward. I, I think that uh, that uh, I'll be here as, as long as necessary. <laughs> so, as for your question, who's going to take over? I really couldn't say at this point in time because my grandkids are only four, three, and two, so they better they better age fast. So. <laughs> you know there's always mm-hmm. you know there's no I've, I've seen something over the years um with people where i knew a guy that was a heart surgeon and that was his career he's right out of school did it for 25 years or something and one day he said i don't want to do this anymore i want to become a woodworker yeah. you know and 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 he he bought a little building and he got because he enjoyed it as a hobby for years and then he just didn't want to do the hard stuff anymore. I've heard many stories like that where later in life you realize, you know, this isn't fulfilling to me. I, I, I would prefer to do something that that is more fulfilling. And, and things like, you know, the trades um, it, are very fulfilling. So uh, don't be surprised if one of your kids, they decide to retire and uh, say, Dad, I'm going to come work with you. Just saying, <laughs> would, just putting it out I would, there. I would love it. You know, because, yeah. Uh, well, listen, we we need we need we need to wrap this up. So, Bill, oh, I sure. want you to give us give us your information, give us your physical address, your phone number, email address, website, whatever you've got. Oh, sure. Well, it's uh, Manhattan Shoe Repair, and we're at one zero one zero Manhattan Avenue. Yes, in Manhattan Beach. Our phone number is three one zero three seven six. Seven four eight four. We're open Tuesday through Friday, nine to five. On Saturday, nine to three, and on Mondays from nine till two. Uh, our website is Manhattan. This is a long one now. Manhattan Shoe Repair 
ca.com. And um, there was something else you wanted. I'm sorry, Jackie. No, no, that's it. We got, the address, we, got, we got the phone number. We got the, the website of Fantastic. Uh, Bill Cotter, what a pleasure talking to you this morning. Um, I learned, Kelly, once again, we learned a bunch of stuff, right? Uh, we did. What a delight. I have a huge smile on my face. I, I love the stories. Um, Bill, you are such a wonderful person. And I just thank you so much for sharing uh, so much about um, Manhattan Beach and your family and taking the time to be with us this morning. Uh, Kelly and Jackie, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a real delight. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Bill. Now, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much joining us this morning and be sure to tune in next week have a fabulous south bay weekend the beach and the bike paths are open so get out there bye-bye bye all it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.